0: Last week, uh, last Sunday, um, someone asked about what in Buddhism is called the two wings of the practice, like the wings of a bird, wisdom and compassion. And um, it's interesting to note that all of these concepts are, infinitely spacious and elastic, kind of like spandex. I was just in Florida, so I'm thinking about spandex. Spacious, something you can try on. And I've been reflecting on what these two wings are. Sometimes we call it wisdom and compassion, sometimes grief and gratitude, sometimes being and doing. At any rate, the concept seems to be that we should be able to do two things at once. So I wanted to share a little story from my last week. I went to visit my sister in Florida. Some of you know that because I appeared floating in the sky on, on Wednesday. And she has a little condo on the beach in addition to her house. So I stayed on the beach and during the week, much to my surprise, um, a rocket was launched from Cape Canaveral, SpaceX rocket, bound for the space station. And um, I could see the launch from the beach, I was told. So I went down to the beach by actually my daughter, with whom I was staying. Kind of dragged me down to the beach. And first I was kind of grumbling because it was pitch dark and there was a dark figure who looked for sure like a serial killer hunched over on a seat. So I briefly went back upstairs but was coaxed back down. At which point there were some people standing on the beach so it looked a little more welcoming and a couple of people standing up above on the deck. So it was a somewhat cloudy night, and I grumpily looked in the direction of Cape Canaveral and the horizon, expecting nothing. But then, much to my surprise, the whole horizon lit up bright orange, this band of bright, Orange and crimson, and this dark, dark night, and then nothing, and then a bright kind of loss in shape like a flame rising into the air. And in spite of myself, I thought, This is. This is marvelous. And then it went behind a cloud, and then it reappeared. And then about two minutes after I watched it lift off and saw the flames, a, a sonic boom. And I was like amazed at human ingenuity. And this extraordinary marvel. These people saw it. Watch this little lozenge up, 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 up until I couldn't see it anymore. And it entered orbit and it went to the space station carrying people between 34 and 61, I noted. Roughly my daughter's age and mine or give or take a few years. And I thought how wonderful what we can do. And that wisdom in this practice is seeing deeper truths in the interior of life. And sometimes, sometimes it can mean great things. Like once upon a time in the 1600s during a pandemic, a young student was sent home, just like students now were sent home last year, and he went and sat under an apple tree in his illiterate mother's orchard and saw an apple fall. And the truth he saw in that simple action changed the world and ultimately led to things like the the marvel I beheld in that rocket launch, wisdom. And it can be as simple as seeing when I think this thought, my shoulders hunch and I feel heavy, wisdom. So compassion, now here's my other little adventure. A few days later in Florida, I went with my daughter and my sister to a manatee refuge, a place where the manatees come up into the springs to, to chill out. I mean, manatees only chill out. That's all they do. But this is where they come when they want to warm up. And what was uncanny was um, walking along in the spring in this huge hammock of trees was the silence. It was completely quiet. And... I realized the extent to which I was starved for quiet. And there were a few manatees, and like a mother manatee with a baby, and which was very cute. And uh, it was so amazing to watch them move with these big, graceful, slow, swinging movements like mermaids, apparently mermaids came from there. So uh, it was like the spaciousness, the spaciousness, the seas. it was like being and and not fussing about doing. And I came across this, I was just reading one line from an aboriginal elder, a woman who's an educator and an artist in Australia. And she said, "My, my people are not threatened by silence. They're not threatened by silence. They are completely at home in it. And they have lived for thousands of years with nature's quietness. And my people today recognize and experience in this quietness the great life giving spirit, the great presence and I won't read anymore, but she stresses that aboriginal culture, and that word means original, our original nature. It's a culture that knows how to be still and wait, to be still and watch be still, and allow things to happen. And when I was in this little protected area with these manatees, it felt like that. You'd see birds and fish and By a, a toddler in the distance or my sister saying they're all going to die <laughs> they're in danger they're all going to die and you know and I am concerned but it, it, there was something different happening in that moment of quiet of stillness, of allowing. I felt like I was being instructed somehow in a way I could be. So that we're doing, you know, we're making rocket ships or we're doing our job. Or, or, or having really painful, difficult feelings and thoughts of all kinds, all this stuff happening inside. And at the same time, this compassion can be present. And what is that compassion? It can be conceived of as a spaciousness as that which allows, which can be quiet with, which can be with, without comment, without freaking out, the way an animal could be with you. Up in the way a tree could be with you, this big, soft, gentle manatee could accompany you. So that our practice when we sit is to be still and wait. Because we in our nature, aren't made for that, to be still and wait so that in the midst of all our doing and all the things happening inside, outside, there's something that hungers for connection with presence and doesn't just hunger, knows It's made for that. It's made for that connection. So let's sit together for twenty minutes, and then we can exchange and take a comfortable seat and really take that to heart. That. That invitation to be comfortable to be exactly like this and welcome to be so
1: you are. Welcome here
0: and let yourself sit up as straight as you can without strain so that you can have a Complete experience, Uh, allowing the attention to come to rest on the body. and begin to see that this attention inside can touch everything that's happening without comment.
1: Just seeing. Just sensing
0: and see that you can let everything happen. Thinking, sensing, moods, feelings, sensations, everything. And when you notice that you're being pulled into thinking, just gently come back again to body, weight of the body, its gravity, and all its sensations. And notice that there's a presence inside you that you can sense. notice that the stillness that's present is full of notice that when you come home to sensation, to the body, when you return to the body, you also open to an awareness, a presence that's greater than the body that's inside but also outside.
1: Just rest in stillness.
0: Seeing that thinking, memories, all kinds of feelings can be happening in stillness, in a field of loving,
1: acceptance.
0: coming back to the body he is coming back to life remembering how alive you are ...connected to a presence that sees with caring, with compassion, with complete acceptance. In stillness, notice that it gives, nourishes. See how it feels. Sense how see that we share something even and let yourself be touched by presence. Thank you for your practice, for your presence.
1: Tracy, I found myself identifying with your sister, uh, lamenting about the dying of the manatees. And it made me wonder how I find myself often torn between appreciating the beauty and the majesty of the world around me and simultaneously lamenting the loss. And I just wonder if you might be able to say something to
0: that. Yeah, I thank you for, for articulating that. Because in a way, I think it's the question of our time. The question of our time. And of course, it's always been true that people get sick, grow old, and die. But in our time, we do also face... Um, an environmental crisis that the Buddha could not have imagined, or maybe he did. I can't speak for him. But. So, what? How can we be? How can we be? And in the simplest terms, one thing I've noticed in the past year and a half. Is that my incessant worrying, my getting activated, triggered, is not helping anybody. That um, Being in the state of, of you know, anguish and activation, I have noticed, doesn't really do much. And so, what's the alternative to turn a black tie? No, one thing that we're doing together that is extremely practical is becoming part of another stream of influence. Seriously, like I noticed when I was in that place of quiet with those big, beautiful manatees quietly swimming, that because I practiced for a moment, for moments, I could be quiet with them. I could be quiet with them and it doesn't have to be in a special circumstance like that. Right now, we can notice together that just for a moment as you listen, you can bring the spacious, peaceful and compassionate attention to yourself to your body, to your feelings, to your thoughts. And just for a moment, as someone put last week, call the truce, lay down arms. Let your defenses soften and be with your nature. Be with your nature. In a compassionate way. So, what we're doing isn't self enclosed. We're not just working on some isolated self perfection. We're moment by moment opening a new way. so <laughs> Yeah. It's not either or, it's not and a willingness to see and accept ourselves just that we become good company to others at moments and we live at moments a little bit more lightly Lightly, not so heavy, not so um, driving.
2: tracy i was thinking about wisdom and compassion and, and you're talking about about them them both and when i think of wisdom um it's not something that i that can really be defined i don't see it as um, that way but i just see wisdom in terms of the expression of certain things. Um, Perhaps wondering when I react a certain way, what would a wise person do? Or when I think of wisdom, I think of certain people and who I would go to, things like that. And with this country just becoming increasingly polarized and everything, and, and I think it's what it is, it, is it's a lack of wisdom and the fact that there's a breakdown in compassion. Um, what I see in wisdom here, I'm seeing all these different people, um, very few of I've actually seen in real life or something like that. But when I look at each person, perhaps the compassion is that they're all expressions of myself and that compassion would be to truly understand where someone is coming from when they say something. Because to me, a lack of compassion can only be a lack of wisdom. And that's the way I see it. So compassion is, is, it can be nothing but an expression of wisdom and lack of compassion does not show wisdom, it shows the opposite of wisdom.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it, you're not wrong. And we can think about all these things and it's it can be extremely interesting to think about them, but we can also experience them. And the word Panya in this tradition, the, This meditation comes from, although, of course, I articulate it in my way. But the word Panya means the word they use for wisdom to see into, to see the truth in the material of our lives. So it's not a thought. It's not thoughts, it's this feels right or this feels in connection or accompanied. And here I am putting words on it, but it doesn't, it's not, wisdom isn't like a formula, esoteric formula or something in a great book hidden in a cave that we get access to. Wisdom is discovering, rediscovering. Oh, oh, it's like that. Oh, age, I know this. Or that feeling like when you haven't meditated for a while and you sit down with noble friends, and come back to yourself and remember the feeling of being fully present. Oh, I'm more than my thinking, than this mind state, than this mood. I'm more, that's wisdom. So you're right, they are connected. But the truth cannot be thought it must be seen, touched, experienced. And I know all of you know I don't mean I mean of course to get a rocket to the space station there are there is some thinking involved and calculation and so on. But that the the truth that we seek when we sit is grounded in an intention a wish, call it what you will I know there's more or I don't know it, I hope I wish, I pray there may be more it may And I wish to see it. I wish to. I will wait. Like Aboriginal people, I'll be still and allow. And see a flicker for a moment or feel a flicker the way they would look into the bush or into the stars. And know something. And the way I will know it is by trusting in the power of compassion to be spacious, accepting, and true. Again, not something that needs to be defended in court, but something I have. Glimpsed or felt or tasted. I know how it feels to be completely accepted here. To belong to life, to not be exiled. I know how it feels For a moment, to listen, to see, to be present, not from a book or a course or special conditions. I, I know it myself. It's here for me. knowing this stuff, knowing these things can actually heal and transform our lives and the life around us. And so grounded that way and if manatees are your passion. They need these cabbage, these like sea cabbages, to eat, and they need motorboats to not bump into them and scar them. So grounded in presence, you, you, you are present with the motorboat people or the people who are destroying the cabbages, and, and say stop there, <laughs> but in a way that engages and helps. The world needs us, but it doesn't need us. In my personal experience, when I get triggered and I start freaking out, I I don't get the results that I wish for. I verified this through a lot of great search. The world needs us to be present. The manatees need us to be present and quiet and see what they like. They like quiet, peace, cabbages to eat, to be left alone in good company. And you get what I'm saying. We're not doing something just for ourselves. We know what our friends love to be listened to, to be accepted, to be met with interest and curiosity. How extraordinary to begin to see that this attention that we're cultivating is a precious resource, life-giving, life-saving.
3: Tracy, I thought of a question. Um, And I apologize for thinking. (laughs)
0: Please don't
3: apologize. (laughs) But I was reminded when you just your circular, um, coming back around to witnessing the launch that Neil Armstrong, I think it was Neil Armstrong who said he wished they had sent poets and artists into space because seeing that famous image of seeing the earth rise above the moon, um, that was so sensational and unexpected. And everyone wanted to know what it was like, what he felt like, and he couldn't respond. And he felt that that's what people really wanted from him. And of course they just sent military people. So it made me wonder what you thought about like you on the beach witnessing this versus the people going up, do you feel like maybe the experience is not the people going up, but the experience is sort of the shared community kind of wondering about it? Well,
0: I I think it's probably both. Don't you? I mean, personally, I'm glad I wasn't in the, ro- the rocket. <laughs> I'm, I wasn't prepared for that, and I'm glad that highly trained people were in it, and not uh, me. But there's something about. I'm glad for what you brought, because it 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 opens that very interesting. Possibility that we can live in a shared world, so that the people in the rocket going to the space station can be beheld, can be witnessed by the people on the beach, and and actually what they're doing, and they're going to the space station, and they're doing all kinds of interesting stuff. And science is a kind of witnessing. What if we start to shift our notion as a perfect note to close on? With the idea that what we're given to do is to witness each in our own way as an artist. It's a certain kind of witness or... As a scientist or scientists that come here, and and or as a doctor, there are doctors that come here. Whatever you do, you can witness. You're meant to witness, to see, to feel, to touch, and to share. And also, personally, you have to feel for someone who had one thing to say, one thing, and I can relate to this, and he he fumbled it. (laughs) So forever, it's one small step for man instead of a (laughs) man. And that's where compassion comes in. So we take our seat one small step, one small step, one small moment for each of us. One small step, one small moment. Can bring about a change. We put our hands in our heart space grateful for this practice, grateful for ourselves for showing up. And we know, we do know deep down that we don't do this just for ourselves, for our self-perfection, but to be part of something greater. So we dedicate our practice to the benefit, the welfare, and the happiness of the whole earth and all its creatures and all worlds. May all beings everywhere, including ourselves, be safe and protected. May they be as well as they can be. May they find refuge and sustenance, and may they be free. Thank you. Thank you so much for your practice. Thank you for your presence, for your donations and notes and comments. Thank you so much for creating this space and this sangha. take good care. I love you. Bye bye.